the Wisdom of Wise Women podcast. I'm your host, Christy Casey. I am so glad and excited to have you. This has been a special week for a lot of reasons. So many shifts and changes taking place in the natural world, in my personal world, perhaps in yours as well. And something else that is new and fresh is that we have a new voice on the podcast today, my first guest. Um, I am so delighted to showcase the wonderful human being that she is. Her name is Carrie Picorni. She is a yoga teacher, a Reiki practitioner, and a semi-new mama. Um, I met Carrie at a beautiful Thursday night candlelit down-tempo yoga class that she used to teach, and I fell in love with her, more or less. She is such a vibrant, radiant soul. Um, She gave me my first mini Reiki treatment one evening after class, and she totally offered me guidance on how to begin my Reiki journey, including introducing me to her Reiki master, who is now my Reiki master. So it's a beautiful, synchronous world. Um, She's been such an important person on my journey. Um, She's most definitely a wise woman, and I'm so excited to jam with her on her experiences and her encounters that led her down her life path that include practicing yoga and Reiki and so much more. She has an incredible story. She has incredible experience to share and she's totally agreed to step in to her unique voice and share it with me and with all of you. So, so honored and super excited to have shared this platform with her so we're gonna get into that with jam time um i hope that everybody is doing well with the new moon energy that's in the air um this is a pretty powerful new moon it's the new moon in taurus and um we are seeing a lot of shifts astrologically and um we're like I was saying before, like we're stepping into a more fully bloomed version of spring. And some of us are feeling that bloom inside of us as well. And some of us are sort of waiting <laughs> for things to open up and uh, appear. So I can understand all of that. I'm right there with you in so many different ways. So hang in there. We're going to keep walking in the light here and we're going to keep sharing our voices and showing up for this no matter what it brings so welcome to you thank you for being here um i want to get into this chat with this amazing woman so without further ado let's jam Hey, Carrie. Hello. Hello. So welcome to Wisdom of Wise Women podcast, Carrie. I'm so glad you're here. 
you're my first guest. And I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool because you were such a pivotal part of my awakening and the beginning of my journey with Reiki that it's so fitting that you're my first guest. So thank you so much <laughs> for being here. I mean, of course. <laughs> this is awesome. So um, I introduced you a little bit in the intro, but if you want to give a little bit of a background about yourself, kind of where you've been, where you are now, and then we'll kind of jump into some of the finer points of your story. Yeah. Um, so I am a yoga teacher, or I, I was. I'm not teaching right now, but I will in the future. Um, I practice Reiki, and I started my journey when I, I – I probably started when I was a little kid, just like I was always interested in the unknown and the spirit realm. I, I've just always been – super fascinated by it I wanted to be a nun when I was like seven years old um, <laughs> I've just always been into religion and um I just oh, have always felt deeply connected to source um and so when I was about 25 I I got into yoga teacher training and my life kind of shifted from there I was introduced into just a, the every healing modality and I just dabbled in everything I could get my hands on. That's awesome. That's amazing that you were able to have that from such a young age. I mean, that's a really beautiful way to have begun the journey is just kind of always realizing that in yourself. And I think like that's so valuable because so many of us, sort of stumble along for such a long time until we're, you know, about to hit 30. And then all of a sudden, all the shit hits the fan. And we realize <laughs> we're not living in our purpose whatsoever. So I think that that's incredible that you were able to sort of start off where you wanted to end up, basically, which is incredible. So when you started with yoga, how did that come about? Like, how did you choose like the yoga path, how did you choose which style of yoga to get into? Like, how did that all come together for you? So I I started when I was like 17 in high school. Um, I think I saw like Russell Brand in a magazine carrying a yoga mat. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, in, it was like Kabbalah was really popular. And I was like, okay. Um, and I found that my gym actually had a yoga class. I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to do it. And so I, I went to class and I didn't get like hooked, but I liked it because I really liked moving when I was younger. Um, I was always like on, on dance teams and I was a swimmer, but I hated the competitive aspect. I never did like, I would like try to get out of games and like, I never did recitals or anything. I bombed tryouts all the time, but I just loved the practice part. I loved to move my body and just be with other people and so that's kind of what yoga was at the beginning and it was like weird yoga was really strange the the teacher was she would like talk about astrology and I'd be like oh my god like this is my these are my people like we're all so weird <laughs> <laughs> I just I loved the way she approached life with this um just like 
flow with it and it, it was just I lived in like a bubble suburb and she was just she just like popped the bubble in front of me and I was like whoa this girl's wild um so I I got into vinyasa because it was a really uh, movement based and sweaty and I I never stayed for shavasana I was always like I'm not just gonna lay on the floor like what's the point Um, (laughs) and it's funny because like now when I teach I'm like Shavasana is the most important part like you have to stay yeah for sure yeah so um yeah I I did that I did vinyasa and then um I practiced just a lot more in college then because you know people were saying that it it was good for you this is when more research started coming out about yoga and then out of college, I did it daily. Um, it just started, I just noticed that it started to feel really good in my body. I noticed openness and more mindfulness. And that's, I started to do Shavasana and I started to meditate. And then um, when I turned 25, it just like shit hit the fan. I was going through a breakup. I was having family issues. I just felt like my life was falling apart. And... I was like, okay, I'm going to do a teacher training. Like, I do not want to be a teacher. I just want to learn and study more. And so I was like, okay, I need a sign that I should do this teacher training. And it was $3,000. And I definitely did not have $3,000 yeah. at the time. And um, my boss took me into her office the next day after, like, I prayed about it. And she's like, oh, we're going to give you a raise. And it was $3,000. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That is the synchronicity. Beautiful. So, yes, it was synchronicity at its finest, and that's kind of where I started. I, I got into an amazing program. It was like about a year and a half long, and yoga was my life every single day. So, that um, is, I love that. That's so <laughs> awesome. I mean, because you asked for the sign and you were so open to it that it showed up immediately, right? Like that's your power right there. That's so awesome. Yeah. It was kind of the start of me just being like, Oh, okay. So like I ask and then stuff happens. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. And that is how I met you. I met you at a yoga studio where you were teaching Thursday night candle it down tempo classes and I mean just the way that you held the space was it was so clear that you were doing something that was moving you physically and spiritually and you were able to offer that to your students and I I mean I totally felt that and it was such an amazing way for me to get back into my practice because I had been out of the yoga game for a while. Like I'd mm-hmm. sorely neglected movement and the practice of yoga. And so meeting you was like a totally synchronous thing for me because it was such a gentle, soft, filled with love way to get back into it. <laughs> um, and then there's the Reiki piece, which yeah. you also gave me my first experience with Reiki and I'm wondering how Reiki showed up for you because I think Reiki is one of those things that finds you would you agree with that oh totally um I yeah it's it's definitely it's not something that you look for I mean even the name is like not 
um, something that you hear a lot, but I found Reiki through a life coach. So when my life was falling completely into shambles, again, um, around the time I did yoga teacher training, right when I started, I spoke with a life coach my best friend had told me about. And I was like, oh, perfect. Like, my life sucks. I need a coach in my life. <laughs> um, she she was amazing. She did spent like two hours with me and she pulled like tarot cards and she um, gave me like different prayers to read and crystals. Like it was all these like different things that I was like, what are you talking about? I like it, but I don't know what you're talking about. And then at the end, she's like, okay, now I'm going to give you distance, distance Reiki. And I was like, okay, but I don't know what that is. And she's like, it's, it's basically going to clear your energy and protect you. And, um, and I, I was open to it. She said, you know, some things might show up in the next three days. And I was like, what? Like something's going to happen in three days. It was just all like really confusing, but, um, yeah. she, she did it and I didn't really feel anything, but I kind of, it just like always stuck with me. I was like, okay, she did. I told my best friend, I was like, she did like Reiki at the end, whatever. And, um, and then maybe like a few months later, I noticed this woman did Reiki um, at a studio I was teaching at. And I asked her for a session. I was like, I think I need my energy cleared. Um, I actually was not teaching yet. I was just practicing. And so she did a session with me and I felt like like my body was buzzing like she she worked on my third eye for like 15 minutes wow we we both were like whoa like I was tingling I felt like I was glowing I'm like what was that she's like that's like like that's source that's you are like open and um it was so wild so when I started teaching yoga I started to notice that I was getting really depleted. Like sometimes I would encounter some really heavy stuff and I was going home and I was getting depressed. I was getting major anxiety. Sometimes I'd be around certain people and I would leave and just have like a panic attack, which at the time was just really unlike me. I didn't realize that I was really entering other people's energy bubbles and I didn't realize how much it was affecting me oh yeah I was like oh like I think I need Reiki (laughs) so I I reached out um to a woman at that now named Jerry and um she held groups sessions Reiki sessions meetups and I went there and I just felt so good in her presence and I ended up taking her Reiki level one Reiki class and and then I just kept doing every level. I was like, I'm hooked. I do re- I did Reiki before and after all of my classes. And it, I just felt this huge lift. Like I was able to create boundaries with people. And my energy was back up. I was able to leave and feel normal, you know, baseline instead of just depleted. So, yeah, I definitely remember like when you would come around and do adjustments in Shavasana, like before I had any idea what Reiki was, you touched me one time. And I think I told you afterwards, like 
it, it, I saw white light when you touched me and you kind of just like smiled at me at the time, you know, cause like yeah. I didn't, I didn't really ask further and I, I wouldn't have had any idea what you were talking about, but I knew like, I knew like something happened, you know, and you were just like, Oh, thank you. You know, or whatever. Like, that's so beautiful. And I was like, okay, like, cool. That was a powerful Shavasana. <laughs> and then, um, I don't even know. I think it was, I think it was like probably maybe a month later tops that I was asking you for more information about it because it just, it started showing up in my life so much. And then after class, you like gave me like a little mini Reiki session and that was super powerful. It felt like a magnet just like being swept over my body and like I was like almost moved to tears and this like huge release and I don't I just I totally remember all the things that you said to me afterwards too it was just such a powerful moment in my life and I was like oh my god like I'm never gonna be the same after this am I like this is this is starting something and um I also remember you talking a lot about the womb and like your connection to the womb and I remember you I had asked you at the time if you had kids and you said no. And now here we are not a whole lot of time later and you have a daughter. You have a baby. <laughs> yes. And she's not quite one yet, right? No, she's, um, she just turned eight months. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a fun, amazing, challenging age. Um, <laughs> so, when you like think back just a little bit over a couple of years ago and then you think about your life now as you're fully shifted into motherhood like how has that journey been for you oh my god it's it's just been like a complete mind shift um i i i'm definitely a new human i mean I definitely like. I feel like I evolved and, and sh- shape shifted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, literally, like literally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, just totally different. Um, like you know that story about the velveteen rabbit when they're like, "Oh, I'm missing. Like I have patches of hair missing, and my one of my eyeballs is missing, but I'm." I'm more loving and I'm like totally screwing it up, but there's this Velveteen's rabbit story where the rabbit's just like more better, but just kind of ratty looking (laughs) (laughs) over time. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's understandable. The first year is difficult. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just the, it's the best though. I don't know. Um, I, I, I didn't know that I could. So I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome when I was 22. Wow. So I was told that I was infertile. My doctor was like, it's going to be really hard and difficult for you to have children. And I remember just being like, I felt this loss. Like I was bleeding yeah. and I didn't have a job. I didn't have a boyfriend. I was just like, oh my God, like this is so sad. I just always felt like I was going to have a baby and so I, I just kind of grieved that and I got over it and um as time went by I, I reached out to a few people and I did womb work and 
um, and turned into something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, when you like got pregnant, like, did you, did you know, like, did you suspect or was this like sort of like a total surprise to you? Um, No, it was. Okay. So I, after I found out I had PCOS, they put me on like birth control and, um, and then I got into yoga teacher training and I started to learn about the pelvic floor and, yeah. um, I just went into all of this like natural medicine and I was like, Oh, natural medicine, like birth control for me, it didn't, it wasn't working with my body. I could tell it was, I wanted to see what I was like without anything. Like I just wanted to go yeah off the pills and just try to see if like this meditation and everything worked so I did that um my my period my cycle was still off um by a few months I was getting it like every four months which is a sign of a symptom of PCOS okay and um plus I had cysts on my ovaries Mm. um so the same life coach that I had talked to recommended working with this womb doctor who channels your womb and I was like okay I'll try it like (laughs) whatever I'll try anything right now yeah Uh, so I spoke to her Her name was Melanie Swan and I reached out and had like five sessions um and she gave me all these meditations to do and I I always had pain in my right side and she was like do you have pain in your right side it looks like there's like an energy bubble there and I was like yeah she's like it's anger you need to do these meditations so I did it and um I started to have my cycle with every new moon of the month amazing <laughs> every single new moon yes <laughs> yes <laughs> for a year and a half it happened um and then someone really close to me had passed away as someone who was like a mother to me and um, I lost my period. It was like this connection. This, I just felt this like loss and um, we are so like our fem. she was part of like my femininity. She was really, um, she like talked to me a lot. She called me a lot, which I didn't really have a, a mother who did that. She just I was able to talk to her about anything and um at losing her I felt a loss of femininity and so I lost my period completely for like two years wow yeah and um I started to dive back into womb work when I felt ready and I had uh, one of my best friends Carly started to do Reiki on me so she was giving me meditation I was doing Reiki on myself I was doing the wit I was completely cut out vinyasa yoga and only did restorative yoga yeah and I um and my partner and I were talking about getting married and I was crying and I told him I don't think I can have children I know you really want a family but it's just I don't think it's in the cards for me or I don't have a period like I don't <laughs> it was a really hard conversation yeah but, um, he's like well let's just try and so we did and first try we had a baby <laughs> oh my god are you serious <laughs> yeah it, um I remember it happened and I felt uh I heard like a kid going down a slide like Woo! and I was like I don't feel that and he's like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and um I'm like I swear to God I heard like, a kid and I was like I think I 
Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, this is so TMI. <laughs> no, not at all. This is this is amazing. Like I that's amazing. No, no, that's not that is not TMI at all. That is incredible. That just shows the power of the connection that you built with yourself doing all this really deep work. Yeah. And I was reading my diaries. Um I read my diaries before I got pregnant. And a month before I wrote, um, like, I'm, I think I'm ready to have a baby. Like, I re- I'm ready to have a child, but how is that possible? I, I just felt like someone was coming down, and they knew it, and I was even like, I feel it, but it's, how is this even possible? It's, my doctor was even like, it's impossible. You, you're not even, like, ovulating. I kept having dreams and like, I just felt it was the time it happened. Wow. That is, I mean, that is like the power of, first of all, self-healing, right? And then second Mm -hmm. of all, just miracles, right? Like they completely defy science and there's no like logical reason you know, for it or explanation other than it was like divine destiny, basically, and nothing can get in the way of that. Yes, absolutely. It was totally, it was just, I mean, I think all of our, our babies, our spirit babies are just, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That is, um, I mean, that's really beautiful. And I think it's also so beautiful that your your partner was able to not freak out about that and not, you know, be reactive about that situation and instead was able to just be super open and supportive because I I wonder like if he had been any other way, perhaps Mm -hmm. that would have blocked your your progress, you know, because like it was also his energy in combination with yours that brought this amazing little human into the world. Totally. Totally. That's so amazing. How long had you guys been together when you decided to move towards having kids? Um, well, we met in 2012, and we were pretty on and off because I was always just going through like this tense journey, and like one minute I'd, I'd, I'd feel like I had to like purge everything and and um, cut off cords and cut off people and um, I, I traveled on my own for two years and that kind of took a break then and when I lost the woman my aunt who was really important to me I, I just kind of had to be by myself for a while but by then we were together for um, officially for a year and a half okay <laughs> yeah so your journey of your relationship sounds like it's also been one that has seen a lot and has gone through death and rebirth many times through many phases. Oh my gosh, yes, we've been through through a lot. He's he's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, if you're comfortable to share like can you talk about just like how that was how you guys were able to sort of um, shift and change with each other and allow that space and then come back when the time was right and sort of keep that trust. Because I know a lot of people when they experience on and off relationships do 
do so because they're they're feeling like trust has been broken or mm-hmm. they're not real sure of themselves so they don't feel sure of the other person or they're mm-hmm. experiencing like a flare-up of a, an abandonment wound or something like that mm-hmm. so I just wonder like if any of that was present for either of you and how you guys were able to really solidify things in a place where it was like you know what like we've managed these transformations and now we're here and we're moving forward. Yeah. Um, so we, we met at a bar. Amazing. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Nobody meets that way anymore. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. We totally met at a bar and it was funny. We met at a bar and we started to talk about Christianity. So we got in, we got into the, the deep conversation really quickly and that's, I think how I just how our relationship is we are able to get really deep and he, he has a lot of depth which I really like yeah um, wow but the up and downs so I for me I had I was really like attached to not just him but to people like I feel I felt like I needed people to complete me and I needed I was just I guess I was just a needy person I I was very attached I didn't like when people left me um which kind of led to me wanting to be in a relationship just to have someone which was not what I should be doing It, it, it I was in it for the wrong reason um and so I I was jealous and um, it was just really unhealthy and I was I approached all my relationships like that at the time so when I went into my transformation phase like six seven years ago and started to really open my eyes and I stared at my shadows then I was like oh my god I'm okay I'm I'm okay alone I'm I'm me. I I don't need anyone. Yeah. I'm enough. I'm I'm with I'm yoga. I'm one with everyone. I yoke. I'm um yeah, it was just a really beautiful moment. I felt like I was just connected to everything and to every person. And I was I felt really content and calm and I was really happy being with myself which was so hard to do for so long and um, I think when I realized that he actually reached out to me um, the same life coach who is just amazing her name is Lauren Wardell if anyone is listening and wants to know but She's like, oh, he's going to contact you in a year. And I was like, BS. Like, he's not going to, I'm crazy. He's not going to contact me. And then I went through the shift. And then exactly a year later, he texted me and was like, hey, do you want to get some food? And I think he felt my energy shift. And um, we got together. And I was just like, you know, I'm I'm actually okay being by myself. And he was kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like so I took a few months apart from him again and he kept reaching out and reaching out and 
and then we finally connected again over the philosopher Alan Watts. Uh huh. Got into deep conversation again, and I had my yoga and my spirituality, and I was just a different person. I had my I was passionate about other things, and I had friendships that weren't revolving around alcohol and drugs and it was just I guess I just had more more depth so yeah yeah <laughs> long story short um we, we were we're, we're different we, we both experienced changes and and then came back together as different people yeah wow that's amazing like the fact that she told you like in one year you know and again like this synchronous thing that you met this person in a bar, you know, which is like not where most of us are led to believe that we'll meet our life partner anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're so culturally socialized now to believe that a bar is never going to offer or even like a a physical presence with someone is never going to offer the chance for love right? Like we're just, we're so obsessed with this online dating culture now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you found this random person to connect with deeply and that you were able to both like go your separate ways and walk through some serious fire in the process and then be a match for each other still. That's a massive synchronicity. I mean, my mind is like blown right now. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I feel like, so I tried the online dating and like apps and whatever while we were going through like the ups and downs and before I met him. Um, But you know, it's so hard when you are an empath and when you are like trying to feel out someone's energy. It's hard to do that when you just can only see them physically. I don't know. Like, across the screen it's it's hard to get get a feel and like feel out their vibrations and you never know so I, I, yeah it's mind-boggling there needs to, I guess are there spiritual dating apps I don't know there should be I think there are like I'm totally out of touch and I've yeah. already like it's already been made very clear to me that that is not like my jam anymore like I'm Mm -hmm. I've been there done that and I did have something really beautiful come out of it but like that's just not how how it's gonna go forward for me so and I also felt and I'm sure that you felt like this too like it's exhausting like from an energetic emotional standpoint like trying to like meet in air quotes someone on a device is just like freaking exhausting I don't know I for me it drained me and I think part of that for me is like I'm just not a big like online gal from the get-go like my Facebook Mm -hmm. personal Facebook sat stagnant for several years before I started my business because like it's just not me like I don't connect with people that way I don't like to show up that way There's just something inauthentic for me about it. Even if you are being fully authentic, like there's still something missing. And like you're saying, you just Mm -hmm. can't, you can't vibe with someone through a a device. And so trying to, it's like amazing to me that we've come into this um, age where we're so convinced that that's the way to find matched vibration 
when really mm-hmm. like that doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> I know it's it, it's so it's such a mind-boggling thing I don't know it's a it's a there's like so many pros and cons to social media and and technology it's so vast I don't even know yeah that's true that's definitely true and I mean some people definitely do a lot better with it than others and I think I'm just like sort of a dinosaur in that way where like the ancient (laughs) part of me is like no no thank you (laughs) you're like I'm 800 years old I'm too old for this shit that's exactly how I feel so and like I just decided recently like that I'm gonna merge my my business page with my personal page on Instagram because I just cannot devote my energy to both it's just killing me and I, I don't want to do it yeah. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. going to yeah that's a lot to juggle it is so you know and it's like all about priorities and I want to just have energy to release out there to see what comes back to me like I don't want to constantly be chasing and I think like what you were saying earlier was really resonating with me about like relationships and wanting to just always have someone and feeling like if you lose someone it's like disaster you know like I Mm -hmm. definitely felt most most of my life in that exact same way and was living that way and I mean I think like after this last relationship ended for me and also during it because it was such a healing one for me I was able to experience that wholeness in myself as well and I I truly feel like that is one of the most pivotal moments of your entire life. You know, like I think it's, I think it's honestly up there with becoming a parent because you're becoming yourself fully, you know? Yes, absolutely. So I totally agree. Um, And I'm so sorry that you went through that. It's like sucks, but it also, like you said, it, it is like a rebirth. Yeah. It is. And it's like finding it's finding parts of you that you didn't even know existed, you know, and those were just hiding out under these wounds and these stories and these other like childhood relationships that shaped attachment for, you know, most of our lives, like for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. And like what you're saying also about your relationship with your mom, just that brief sentence, like totally resonates with me. Like finding a mentor would be such a dream come true because it's a beautiful thing to have a woman in your life who can really hold space for you and empathize with you and just look at you with so much compassion and non-judgment. And I wonder like since you're, extremely important woman in your life past have you been able to call someone else in that was that is able to sort of obviously not replace that person but sort of step into that mentor role for you yeah so when I so she passed and then um and and then I got pregnant and nothing I guess I've never connected with more women, more more women than I have ever connected with ever since I got pregnant. Everyone has so much, you know, advice and information and everyone wants to talk to you. Like 
um, it just was such a good like conversation starter. <laughs> like random women would stop me on the streets and just start to talk to me about pregnancy. Like it was just really cool to connect with other people that way. And um, probably once I had made my baby, my partner's mother is just like this, uh, I can't even explain her. She is like this ball of light and um, I could not have asked for a better woman in my life. And and I never thought it would be the mother. Yes, right. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) She's not... You know, just with my past, I, I never thought that it would ever be um, the, my mother in love. But um, she is like this, um, just this beautiful human being who is smart. She's like super intelligent and um, she's hysterical. She did like, like Second City. She's so funny. Um, she knows boundaries. She she has her like masters in psychology. She's just so mindful and aware. Amazing. And it's it's so nice and refreshing to have someone like that around. And she's like this. She's kind of around, she's got like a Stevie Nicks vibe. Like I love it. Yes. <laughs> she's just so cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm super lucky. I I too have. Was, was always just like yearning for that uh, connection like that and um and not just her but there's other women who have come into my life who have been helping me kind of just navigate through this crazy time you know yeah. sleep technique and and whatnot but um definitely in the yoga world I encountered some amazing teachers and and people who I've I've just been blown away by and um I'm so so grateful for that path to and you know the life coach Lauren and the, my womb doctor Melanie and just just so I, the woman that I've encountered just paved the path for me for sure that's amazing yeah I mean but you have to give yourself credit here for being able and open enough to call this stuff into your life you know like that was you. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I, I think like you, you know, just from my experience of you, like I'm not surprised that random people come up to you because you have such an attractive energy. Like you're just so vibrant and so soft at the same time, which almost seems like it can't be, but it, it is that way. And like, I just remember feeling so safe and seen in your yoga class. And I don't think I've ever felt that way in a yoga class ever before or ever after, because it was so unique to you. Um, so it really doesn't surprise me that these people are wanting to talk to you and know you because I felt that way about you also. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, that is the goal is to make our students feel safe. That is like the best compliment ever. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. You are welcome. I mean, I think, um, 
you know, you just like for me, like witnessing you as a teacher, it's just such a heart led practice for you. And, um, you know, it was just like such a, a feminine, soft, but powerful way of experiencing yoga under your guidance. And I have been in many different studios with many different teachers and you have been by far like my top three favorites. And so when you stopped teaching at that place, I was so bummed. (laughs) I mean, I, it took a lot of walking through the mud to get to the point of, you know, teaching like that. It, it took a lot. Like I said, Velveteen Rabbit <laughs> had to fall apart so much to get to there, you know? Yeah. Just going through the ringer. And, um, but that's just like the, the beautiful part of spiritual transformation is he keeps going and going and going until you like poof into air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So are you, I mean, I know that you're with your baby right now and being mama is totally number one and they changed so much in the first year. And what are your plans to get back into yoga? Like, do you have ideas about that or are you just sort of taking it as it comes? I do. Um, So after I, well, actually during my pregnancy, I started to have these dreams of a baby like sinking to the bottom of a pool and I couldn't touch like I couldn't reach out to them I couldn't save them and I would wake up just like in sweat and um I would just have these really crazy nightmares of drowning it was just horrific wow terrifying yeah it's gonna get a little bit lighter no that's okay (laughs) um but um it was was getting obvious that I was developing um, a hormonal anxiety. So after I had my baby, I started to experience the same thing. It was just this crippling anxiety that something was going to happen to her. Mm. And um, I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety, um, which is like the opposite of postpartum depression. It's like constant like no sleeping instead of sleeping all the time and then constant worry I I couldn't even think about crying because I felt like I was could take away like my vision of seeing her breathe or something like it's just so out of control um I felt so flighty and I went from being grounded to having this beautiful yoga practice and meditation and um just I had all my teachers and I was just so I had all my rituals and my ceremonies and and then I I couldn't do any of it I had this baby she she was a little colicky um so she was attached to me 24 oh yeah wow I never put her down Um, I didn't leave the house for a month I wouldn't let anyone touch her or I was just like super mother bear instincts, like heightened. Um, and I, I just remember being like, I need to find myself. Yeah. Like I need to, 
to find myself. So I, I remember talking to my best friend and I was like, I, what can I do? What can I, what can I do? I, I can't find a source. Like I, I can't find it. I don't know. I have no connection to spirit. My mind is on my baby's health. Like, what can I do? And so I just made it uh, a goal of mine to to do something that I used to do all the time. So I was like, okay, what can I do where I could hold my baby and I can connect with voice? And it wasn't meditation because I couldn't close my eyes. I was so crazy. I mean, not crazy, just anxious. Yeah. So I started to pull my goddess cards and my angel cards. And I started to read Tara every morning and it was just a few minutes of that. And I slowly started to get back into it. And then I would breastfeed her and I would meditate for five minutes. So I would just start to slowly integrate all the things that really helped connect me. And then now finally I'm doing yoga again and I'm meditating longer and I'm, I sage the house every day and, um, I just do things, I do Reiki on her and I do things now. So I'm, once I feel like, kind of like what you were talking about in your most recent podcast about having to internalize everything before I externalize anything, I just want to be able to have a practice before I tell people to practice. Yeah. So, um. I just don't feel authentic teaching um, this, you know, he- healing modality when I'm not yet whole or healed. I, and I, I'll never be whole. I don't think any of us are. You're like entirely whole. We all have our shit to work through. But um, in terms of the yoga practice, um, I just, I need to find a little bit more of my center before I, I go in front of people and teach because like you said I don't want to make anyone anxious that doesn't have protective boundaries and I don't want to get into someone's bubble when I sometimes you know, can't sleep at night you know it's not there yeah yeah I hear that I mean I think that that's always kind of a, a struggle for people who I who are sort of in a healer role or who are gifted with healing capacities um you know and Reiki and yoga are definitely part of that um and I mean I definitely can relate and any mom who's listening can relate to that feeling of just utter destruction and rebuild of the self (laughs) because literally when you have another human attached to you and getting their life source from you you know it definitely does take take things from you, you know, and mm-hmm. trying to balance out what's being taken and what's being received in that case is super challenging. Um, so I think what you're doing for yourself sounds amazing and starting small is brilliant because it, mm-hmm. it, I feel, and also for myself, like, I feel like it's a commitment that you can actually keep. You know, like if you were trying to squeeze in an hour of a yoga practice, like you would be probably sitting with, my God, I'm feeling myself, you know, because like, where are you going to find that hour? (laughs) 
Or where yeah. are you going to be able to, how are you going to be able to shut your mind off for that full hour right off the bat, you know? And I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a, it's such an unrealistic expectation that we place on ourselves in that first year that we're going to be anything less or more than what we are. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought I would be, um, carrying my baby in her Moby wrap attached to me and I'd be cooking <laughs> dinners every night and I was bouncing on a yoga ball for like 10 hours a day dripping in sweat <laughs> trying to calm her down I was like this is not what you know the media portrays like, it's not this is <laughs> this is really hard it is so hard And I mean, you have the extra added layer of the anxiety and that is actually a new term for me. I'm, I'm not familiar. I've only heard of postpartum depression. And so that, but I could see how it could easily become, you know, one or the other, like, and I, I mean, I can only imagine like how stressful that is to feel that way and how, non-normal that probably feels for you too because like you said like coming from such a grounded space and practicing Mm -hmm. ritual and using your tools and then going into this Mm -hmm. sort of like spiral almost and not being able to step out of that must be like really overwhelming I mean that's probably putting it lightly yeah I mean it was a long it was I probably started to to slowly integrate everything around like the four month mark. Uh, I, that's probably when hormones start to regulate again. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I, I most recently though, probably like a few weeks ago, I had a dream at the same pool that I was visualizing this baby drowning in. And I, it was my daughter and she was swimming with me and she had a life jacket on and she was plugging her nose and she was swimming. And I was like, Oh my God, she's like, she's making me the bottom of the pool. Like I, that's when I knew that the anxiety had completely, you know, gone away. And it was just, it was really cool to have that kind of like reassurance. Yeah. Do you, when you have dreams like that, cause it sounds like dreams have been like a strong, part of your connection to spirit like is that something that is um like is like are you lucid dreaming ever or like do you get dreams from angels or guides or do you know like where they come from or who's directing them ever sometimes they're just out of control okay I'm I I am a vivid dreamer I have like I um Sometimes I get signs and sometimes I get answers. Um, yeah, I I think I I have lucid dreamt before, um, but they're just super vivid. Like if I when I was feeling anxious, I'd have dreams of tornadoes or you know, yeah. Um, and when I was pregnant, I had really wild dreams and nightmares but also like funny dreams Mm -hmm. um I was watching a lot of YouTube like when I was pregnant I for some reason have you ever heard of ASMR no (laughs) 
it's like this is only when I was pregnant <laughs> so it's when people speak like really softly into a microphone and like read stories and just like follow okay <laughs> like, like tap like tapping and like just like weird noises um but I would fall asleep to that and in the beginning, they'd be like, hey, guys, like, welcome to my channel. Like, please subscribe. That's what they say on YouTube in the beginning of, all, like, a lot of their videos. And I had a dream that my baby's first words were, hey, guys, welcome to my channel. Please subscribe. Oh and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. My baby's first words. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, they're, they're just, like, sometimes they're just ridiculous. Um I when I dabbled in chant like I dabbled in channeling when I was in yoga teacher training um and I would get the oh what's it called when it, it kind of feels like something really really heavy on your chest okay and um I would just hear like someone with like a really deep voice like a man just like calling my name really loud. okay and I would wake up and be like oh god yeah <laughs> Maybe I'm going in the wrong direction here, so I I kind of laid off the channel. Yeah, that was a little a little intense for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, channeling is a little, a little out there. But uh, now I just I just kind of I write down my dreams every night. My sister is actually a super big dreamer. She's a Pisces as well. They're both Pisces. Okay. So it's kind of in the in our in our chest that we yeah we share our dreams. <laughs> That's super interesting, and it's super interesting that like with channeling, you know, like you don't really necessarily like know who's gonna come through. But I wonder now that you um, are like more firmed up in who you are and in your boundaries and everything, if that would be different for you because. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how to yeah. not let shit in that you don't want in. <laughs> totally. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I definitely had to learn that when I got postpartum anxiety. It was how to make boundaries. And um, just, I mean, babies are so sensitive. I knew that my baby was picking up on all of my em- emotions yeah. and my feelings. And that even made it worse. Sure. I'm just gonna be an anxious human. <laughs> so um definitely I think I will probably start to try to, you know, work on channeling a little bit more and deeper I can get into meditation. But um when I taught yoga I, I mainly channeled and that was kind of my way of, of speaking and um that was for speaking through me was when I taught yoga. Yeah. So we'll see what happens when I start teaching again. Yeah. I'm excited to have you teaching again whenever you're ready because hopefully it's going to be somewhere close because we're sort of neighbors now. So I'll definitely be in your class. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because like I don't really know of a lot of yoga studios around here. Um, you know, like I'm going to the one that's local to me, but like, it's so different from the one that I met you at. So it's, I'm still trying to like wrap my head around that change somewhat. Um, but yeah, I know it's is such a beautiful space. Oh, amazing. Yeah, totally amazing. Um, 
Yeah. So do you use Reiki on the baby? Like, does that help her sleep? Does that calm any of her, like, tummy stuff ever? Like, does it work for her? I I do it when I'm breastfeeding. Um, okay. Nice. But again, I don't, I was always really nervous to do it because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to like my anxiety to like interfere. And that was, and that it doesn't because Reiki is just this single source of, of, of energy that you can't inject like fear or anxiety. But for me and my, my thoughts are like, like everything from my diet is so strict and to um, like, I never turn the TV on around her. Yeah. And I, I like, it was just so careful. So even when it came to Reiki, I was like, I can't do it to her. So I'm starting to do it when I breastfeed her now. And um, when she gets, I think she's starting to like get a little tantrum-y. So now I'm starting to be like, okay, we'll, we'll try a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let me see what, what she's upset about I figured this out <laughs> the little help from the from the good yeah stuff. <laughs> yes the good stuff <laughs> this case the good stuff's actually the good stuff it's not whiskey on the gums <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's so funny yeah. yeah I'll be curious to see how that goes for the two of you um I think like so I definitely use it with my son um, some. He's a lot older, obviously. So I didn't really have yeah. the experience of being able to do it when he was a baby. But I do it like when he's sleeping or when he's like upset. Sometimes like I'll just give him a hug and it'll be like a Reiki hug. Um, you know, how does he respond? He does really, really well with it. I notice that his breath kind of deepens in his sleep or like something will twitch or he'll sigh so I actually really enjoy watching him receive while he's sleeping because it's really more telling um about how it's interacting with his energy and it's it's so beautiful so and he'll also like be still long enough for me to like actually (laughs) do some work on him (laughs) I love that um, oh, he's so lucky to have you. Yeah, I'm so grateful that I'm able to expose this, expose, expose him to this stuff from such a young age. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I feel like that's he's he's lucky to to have this exposure. Not that he knows that he's lucky, but hopefully someday he'll realize. Um, but I think um, I my little cousin was up visiting. She was a baby at the time. And I, I can't remember if I was Reiki attuned or if it was the night after you gave me that Reiki treatment. And I want to say it was the night after, like, you gave me that, like, little mini zap after class. I was, like, putting her to bed. I don't even know why it was me, but like it was me and I was, she was crying. She didn't want to go to sleep. She was probably around your daughter's age. So you know how that is. <laughs> um, yep. So I was just like holding her and she was laying on my heart space and I just felt my heart space open up into this like huge white, soft, super powerful light. And she fell asleep 
almost immediately like into a deep sleep so that I could put her in her crib and walk out of the room and she was out for the night it was amazing and I was like I yeah it it was like this is totally something that I need to get to know better because like if I'm if I am feeling this power reverberating inside of me from somebody else working on me like how crazy cool is this going to be when I have this for my own self like when I'm attuned to this so it's amazing because it was always in you like it was always yeah totally so that that one night Carrie I'm telling you like you activated this (laughs) whole thing (laughs) I I don't know if it it it, it wasn't me it wasn't you showed up at the right time and said and did all the right things like and I I mean Jerry is my Reiki master now also so that was another thing where it was like you spoke and I listened and so glad that I did because she's really amazing so um you know I have I have a great relationship with her and you know I'm finally starting to be able to like find the women that I've always wanted to call into my life and Mm -hmm. it started before I even realized it so you're doing so much beautiful like you're doing so many amazing things I I love watching everything unfold thank you (laughs) I love you you're such a good writer and you have the best voice like you have the ASMR voice (laughs) for the podcast like I love it oh thank you yeah you have been so supportive from literally day one like before I even had any idea what was coming for me and you didn't even know that you were being supportive for me other than being a yoga teacher but seriously like it's amazing how when people come into your life they come and they change or they awaken the change and I think that's what it is like I needed a catalyst and you were definitely one of those people that came in and catalyzed and I just took off with it and it's been so expansive so I am so so grateful and I'm so grateful that you are willing to take the time to do this with me and be my first guest and oh of course and I, I like when you ask me I'm like oh my god your first yes yes <laughs> for sure and I mean I there's so much that I learned about you tonight and I'm thrilled and honored that you shared and Thank you so much, Carrie. Like, thanks for putting your light out in the world and for being this incredibly wise, vibrant soul. (laughs) Well, thank you for holding this space and and this platform. You're helping so many people. Thank you. All right. I am going to wrap it up here, but... I have a feeling that you'll be back (laughs) and we'll do a second round of this, but um, yeah, let's leave it at that for now. And thank you again. And we will see how this journey goes for both of us. And I'm excited to watch. Me too. (laughs) Okay.
Okay, winding it down for the week. I hope you enjoyed that extremely natural exchange that took place between two women who deeply enjoyed hanging out and sharing. Um, I learned so much about her from this and um, I think I would even say I learned some things about myself in this conversation as well so and that's really what it's all about. Um, I will definitely link out all of the things that we mention in the show notes so if you want more information about any of the people or places that we mentioned as we talked please have a look at the end of the show notes and you will find names and websites Um, you can find Carrie if you'd like to follow her journey you can find her on Instagram that is also going to be in the show notes her handle will be there and um, if you want to learn more about me and what I'm doing you can find the link to my website as well in the show notes so feel free to get curious and have a look around people are doing such amazing beautiful work in the world and it's such an honor to showcase and mention and discuss these people and you know have light shined on the light that they're shining um, because that recognition is so important for this work so thank you again for being here Um, normally I wrap it up with some questions for our week but I think that hopefully the dialogue that you were just hearing has sparked some thought or some resonance inside of you that you can take forward with yourself um, and ask questions to yourself about and maybe identify with some pieces of the story or just um, be you know feeling a certain kind of way about what you heard and you know that's just as well so thank you again for taking the time to listen to us this is a longer episode today but I think it's just so rich and filled with amazing beautiful words and wisdom and this journey and it's so robust and so unique for all of us but we do have a lot of similarities and I hope that as the show goes on and more guests come on that will become even more evident. So I hope you all have a beautiful, fantastic rest of your evening. Have a fantastic week. I'm excited to be back here with you next week. And until then, keep doing what you're doing. Keep shining your light. Keep finding your voice. Keep stepping towards yourself. You're so worth it. And this journey has got some amazing things in store. So I will see you next Sunday, and until then, all the best. Bye.